0: Hello there. This is Pastors of the Roundtable, the discipleship podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church, brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MMBC in Monroe, Michigan. We encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. Today we have a special episode. Whenever I was in seminary, um, what you would do is um, you would preach. There was a practice preaching class. And one of the things that you would do is you would go preach your sermon, and afterwards you would go to the—you would stay—actually, eventually you stayed in the same room, eventually. you come down front, you sit, they'd have a little chair there for you, and then they had sermon critique. And uh, that was a—they called—I remember when I first got there, they called it the meat grinder. I'm <laughs> like, this is the meat grinder or whatever. Because it, it could be intense. And so Scott wants to critique today some stuff. So he's going to lead our uh, discussion today. We're going to do a little bit of a, of a critique series, episode. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> okay.
1: There's plenty of things we can critique. But what, what Spencer meant to say
2: <laughs>
1: is that we all had the privilege of going to the Elder Ordination Service at Cross Point last night. And we just thought it would be a good idea to just discuss what we saw there, what they did, what happened, uh, the different things that uh, anybody who went, what they maybe would have seen, and just an opportunity for us to talk about that. I mean, we ordain pastors uh, here as a church. We've done that in the past and uh, just it's that's not something that happens all the time or very often it was a pretty momentous thing in cross points history i think it's the first time they've ever ordained uh, elders at their church they might have ordained a pastor before but these are not all staff pastors some of them are what you would call lay elder which might even be unfamiliar to some people so just be a good thing to talk about but a lot of the people at our church went specifically because they had a connection to Lucas. Lucas Setzler, who most um, most people who have been around MNBC know. Uh, a lot of the newer people might not know him because he uh, he left to go serve there. We're not sore about that. But, I'm not. But he did leave. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm getting better about it, but uh, Lucas is always very helpful uh, to people. So, But he went, and they had an elder ordination service. Now, almost right off the bat, that probably throws some people off because they ask the question, well, what's an elder? Lucas, is he 30 years old yet? No. So Lucas isn't 30 years old, so why are you going to call him an elder? He's clearly not old. So what what did they mean? What did Crosspoint mean when they were calling this an elder ordination service?
3: Oh, was that a question? Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. This actually is a discussion you're going to have to participate in. I thought you were going to answer it. No. I was trying to see how old Lucas was. He'll be 30 next year.
2: Yeah, I think he's 29. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so what's, what's up with that name? That's kind of confusing. You want to talk about elder or ordination? Elder. Elder at
3: this point? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, biblically speaking, right, in First Timothy and in Titus is where we see the qualifications for pastor, but that word, which Dave maybe can talk to more than me, is interchangeable, pastor, elder, bishop, mm. correct,
2: Dave? Yes, correct. Yeah, they're I mean, synonymous together, yeah.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you can you can put them however you want. Now, at least here, I think when people hear elder, they think of elder board and they think of ruler. That's what a lot of people would think of, I think, historically here, from what do you what, mean by elder board from what What's I that referring to? from what I gathered, I think this was before my time because i don't I don't remember this, maybe I was born and it was around, but Monroe Missionary Baptist Church had an elder board, and it seemed as if the elder board really ruled and made decisions. Mm. now, I don't know if the people on the board were all called elders and ordained as elders i don't I don't know that i don't i don't I wasn't there, yeah. Um, but there was a negative connotation it seemed when I, when I have talked to people who remember that because of <clears throat> how things played out or whatever happens. So I do think a split happened over it. Uh, this was a, a long time ago, a Baptist church. Split. Yeah, I know it's odd. Oh. I know, it's odd. We can have a different podcast about that. Where anyway. do you think
1: all the Baptist churches in Monroe County came from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's
3: a, it's a great church planting scheme. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It works. Um, But biblically, Elder, pastor, same word. And so um, what we see, I think, biblically, is Paul encouraging Timothy and encouraging the churches that he was starting, and Paul would do this work as well, of finding faithful men to do the work of the pastor. And it wasn't one. It was, it seems to be a plurality. It seems to be multiple men who would take this on together and serve together to shepherd the local church, the local congregation. And a big part of that task would be teaching, would be explaining Paul's letters, right? Uh, yeah, Jay made very
1: explicit yesterday. So, Jay, the pastor, mm-hmm. the lead pastor, you could say at Cross Point, I, I feel like he made pretty explicit to everyone there. This is what the role of these men is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Primarily yeah, and teaching. he
3: and he he pointed out a couple things that I thought was very helpful. He pointed out that it was teaching the word of God, mm-hmm. but he also then would in there suffering because he was going in Second Timothy chapter two, and in Second Timothy chapter two, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who's listening to him. Uh, nope, it was uh, verse. Three, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Jesus, of Christ Jesus. Yeah. and And he talked about how their job was going to involve suffering in a lot of different ways. It could be critique. It could be a lot of stuff. But it was also walking with people in their suffering, which then causes you to suffer alongside of them. And so part of what he was asking the pastors who were being ordained there to do is to love this congregation in a way that inevitably – when someone passes away, you're going to walk alongside of them and care for them. When you when they have hurt in their family, you're going to be mm-hmm. there for them the best that you can through, again, through maybe it's just wise words of Scripture, maybe it's through prayer, maybe through some other means, I, I don't know. But um, he, he encouraged them to do that, mm-hmm. right, of you are going to teach the Word, but you are also going to suffer, know that. And he talked about Paul's sufferings in his ministry, which none of us are going to face that same type of suffering yeah. that paul went through um but he did warn them of that which i thought was good because i think a lot of times uh young men in particular who are going into ministry don't realize don't realize that they mm-hmm. i think a lot of times what they think about is yeah you know one day the police are going to get us and i could get in trouble yeah. and go to jail that's what they think of suffering mm-hmm. and it's like no man a lot of suffering is going to come from within but a lot of suffering is going to come from the fact that you actually love these people Mm -hmm. and you're preaching the word the best you can and they're not even responding Mm -hmm. and it hurts. Yeah. You know, uh, and you're going to study really hard and you're going to look at the congregation and half of them are going to be gone and it's going to hurt,
1: you know, (laughs) the the suffering you're going to endure most often maybe is that your feelings are going to get hurt
3: a ton. Yeah. and, and, I think as pastors, that's something we have to take. And I thought Jay did a, a good job from, from 2 Timothy 2 mm-hmm. there of, of laying that out, of like, listen, this is what's going to to happen. And I think he even extended it, if I remember right. I remember in the response time mm-hmm. with the elder talk, he encouraged the church to uh, to remember that they have a family mm-hmm. and that their family comes first. Yeah. But I think he also kind of talked about how, Ministry impacts the whole family, Mm. and it's not just a suffering of the pastor. It's going to be a suffering of the pastor's wife and the pastor's kids at Mm -hmm. times, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, and their wives were sitting with them whenever they were brought before the congregation. Staring at all of us. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they loved (laughs) it. Awkwardly. Yeah, (laughs) but you know, it was interesting. Thomas, who was sitting on my lap at one point, was able to see them up there, and he actually had a very astute question that he asked. He said, Dad, those men up there, they're the ones becoming pastors, right? And I said yes. He said, "So why are there why are there girls up there?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh, well, that's a very good question. Those are their wives. We all know here that they're not becoming the pastors, but we want to see that this is this role is going to involve their whole family at some point." Mm-hmm. And it was a good reminder to their church that was there that this isn't just uh, a role that's going to affect this man, but it is going to affect and involve in uh, many ways his wife. Yeah, right. yeah yep
3: and so uh, when we're when we're talking about elder in this case of what we saw last night and what I think we would say biblically is it's it's pastor um, and what they were doing there, which would be new here, uh, at least I don't maybe this happened in a way before I don't I don't know exactly, but um, they were ordaining men who are they're not going to be on staff. Now Lucas is on staff yeah. there, mm-hmm. and so I even talked to Jay after, and I asked him, "Are you guys are you going to like give these guys roles? Are you are you planning to do that?" And he said, "With Lucas, we probably will because he's on staff, but with the other two, no, there's no plan." And mm-hmm. he said, "Now naturally they will, you know. He's like one of them. I think teaches like a a younger couples class, or it was like a college or something like that. And he's like just yeah. more gifted than that, so he'll probably keep doing that. And this one." But no, no, like official role, and I think that that would be odd to our people here to say, "Okay, you're a pastor here, yeah, a pastor
1: of what? Yeah, of what?
3: Yeah, and like, well, yeah. I'm just pastor. What do you mean of
1: what?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah,
3: uh, and and even another hard thing here, we've talked about this as a staff. We have people in our congregation who are like, why do we need four of you? Mm-hmm. And CrossPoint just they now have four pastors to care for their church and to love on that church and. They're not as big as as we are, but yet you got the sense that this is a good thing that God is giving us more pastors here because now we get to care even more for you exactly and as a congregation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Something I appreciated good. that Jay
1: said is that God gives His church what it needs to fulfill its yeah, mission. That was He good. was talking about that uh, those men up there were uh, in the in the role that they're going to be fulfilling a gift from God to their church, right? A blessing that their church has the opportunity to have these three men ordained as pastors there. Yeah,
3: and it yep. came from within. And that's, um, I don't know if you guys recall, or even if our congregation would, but when we were going through First Timothy together, I had mentioned that when it came to calling a pastor, we we set a team up, and then we bring a guy in from outside, and we try to ask questions. And I'm like, the fact is, we don't know this guy. Mm-hmm. And what we're asking him to be is our spiritual leader and help and guide and to love. And to me, it just really seems very backwards. It seems better to come from within. And I had said that from the pulpit, like it seems like that would be the best way because time has shown and time has proven that they love this church and they love the people here. And they are, it is a man after God, you know, that loves God and loves his word and all this. And, uh, that's, that's what we got to witness last night is they, they had pastors being ordained from within. I don't know how long they had all been a part of the church. I'm not I don't know, but it, it had been a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, 2 years, 3 years, 4 years, I don't know. Um and so the people knew them and now they see, okay, now here's Spence, who was one of them, who we've known for a long time and now God has called him into this ministry to care for my soul.
1: Yeah, the benefit of that, I mean, as a person who's come into a church, this mm-hmm. church from outside, it's it is it does boost your confidence knowing like, yes, this church voted for me to be here. They said, yes, we want you to be here. But it does take a while to build up a sense of credibility with people to where they'll listen to you. Well, there's also they'll,
3: a sense a little bit, I think, when we do it the way that we've done it here is the church o- owns you. <laughs> like yes. we pay yeah. you yeah. to do what we tell you. Mm-hmm. But the well, how that was, it didn't feel mm-hmm. that way. No. It was, yeah, that was we it. love
1: you yeah. and we
3: see God putting you in this position over us and we look forward to you caring for us.
1: Yeah. They don't have to they don't they don't there's not that ownership of like yeah. we yes, we want you to do this. But what I was saying with the credibility thing is that they don't have to spend the first five years of their ministry building credibility with mm-hmm. a flock that they don't know. Right. Right. The everyone there that has um, brought them in, they've been brought in because they've been deemed credible already. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was a benefit of bringing them up from within, like you'd said Tim. Yeah. And
3: so then they'll have they'll have a couple paid staff. It sounds like Mm -hmm. Uh, Jay, Pastor Jay and Lucas, uh, Pastor Lucas now, I guess, to them over there. And uh,
1: we should call him Bishop Lucas. <laughs> it's one of the words. Yeah. King James uses that as yeah, they use the word bishops. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, no, me and Jay talked about this actually after. And I was glad the three of you were there because now within our association, we have a true junior pastor group. Oh, boy. <laughs> there's three there. <laughs> there's <laughs> three here. You guys could meet, you know, independently of me and Jay.
0: Junior I support group. Junior, junior pastor support internal. group. The problem is, is I don't think any of us. Feel adequate to meet without any of the no. We're giving there. you permission, but we don't. We I'll let you borrow we have my no key. direction. We have <laughs> no direction. We don't know how to function um, oh, without goodness. one of you guys there. Oh.
3: Yeah, I was laughing at that that's last funny. night. That's that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. But, you should have Dan
2: on that one. And
3: yeah. I say that I do say that purposefully because I do. That does bother me, and I think you guys. I love joking about that with yeah. you guys, but that's something to hear that. I think historically at Monroe missionary Baptist, we've had a hard time with is we have our senior pastor and all the other pastors are subordinate and not quite to the level. I mean, I don't know if people would say that, but that's how it's Mm. been treated. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not my desire. Mm -hmm. And it came across talking to Jay. That's not his desire. It's like, yeah, we're four pastors here. And now we do see biblically that one seems to be the one who will teach and Mm -hmm. preach and and lead in a way. Mm And so how you title that and word that whatever, but, I'd like it to be seen as four equals Mm -hmm. uh, praying together, being with each other, doing their best to, Mm -hmm. to lead the church. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah.
1: And going back to what you had said about how, you know, they're not going to be the pastor of this pastor of this. So what is the role then of the pastor? Like what is, what are the expectations of pastors in churches if you don't attach some kind of specific ministry Mm-hmm. area to their role.
2: Well, I think it would be, I think it's clear. I think Jay made, made, made it very clear, um, is teaching. That is the, preaching and teaching is the the, um, the hinge, if you will, that it all hangs on. And I think that's, you know, that's that's one thing I thought, you know, Tim, you did a really good job with like even my description, you know, with me coming in from the outside, like, you know, like you guys, was like this, we don't want a music director. You know, we want a pastor, someone who is called to preach the gospel who can teach the word, right? Rightly. And and even Jay, you know, translating that uh, or expounding on that, rightly dividing the truth, rightly handling the truth, expounding the truth. And so I think that would be the, yeah, it may not be okay, so Spence is going to be the pastor over this, but rather these guys are called to preach and teach the word of God. That is what the pastoral office is. And so how that looks I don't know how they're going to divvy that up. Like you said, one of the guys is—I don't know if it's uh, which one it is—but over the college or teaches college or whatever, that's part of it. Or if there's a Sunday school, or you know, whatever it may be. So,
3: in, in pastors, I mean, if they're a pastor and if they have the heart of a pastor, they're going to be involved in different things. And then they're what what normally will happen is a skill set will show. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he's not the pastor of this, but. It is something he's good at. It's something he has a passion for, and so he does focus time in this area of the church. But they are to they are they are pastors of the whole church body, right? Not just not, and that's what I I that's how I view it here. Like mm-hmm. Scott is family pastors, and he focuses a lot of his time on youth and kids and their parents. But the fact is, some single in our church, Scott is still a pastor of them. Mm-hmm. Still should love them and care for them and be there for them the best that he possibly, the best that he possibly can. Mm -hmm. Right. Or you and missions and music, Dave, you you know, you wouldn't look at somebody and be like, have you ever been on a mission trip here? No. Well then I don't want to talk to
2: you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You're out. (laughs) Right. We wouldn't, we wouldn't handle it. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't
3: want to handle it that way because we, no, we pastor this church and, uh, as churches get bigger, I think at times you have to divvy stuff up mm-hmm. just for things to flow and function mm-hmm. well. I don't think there's yeah. anything wrong with that, um, but yeah, we we hopefully work together, and, and that's what it sounded like they were planning on doing over there mm-hmm. as well.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. <clears throat> so we talked a lot about elder, uh, but you asked at the very beginning, do do I mean by elder or ordination? So. What is ordination? Like, what was happening? I know, Spencer, you've talked a lot about this. So, you, you that's
0: the million dollar question. I would love to hear your, your take on this.
1: I'm leading the discussion, <laughs> I'm not the one necessarily having the discussion. So, you gave up that role for this. Um, so, uh, what was happening there at the church? Like, they there these three men were being ordained as elders at Cross Point Church. What yeah. does that mean?
3: Uh, The way I understand it, again, biblically, is there was nothing magical happening. It was the church was separating, setting aside these men for the task of pastor within their church, which then carries with it the role of pastor, which we've we've just been talking about. And so the purpose of an ordination um, service is it's something special that's happening and taking place. Now, does a service have to happen? I don't think a service necessarily has to happen for it to take place. We are Baptist churches, we do vote, Um, and so our membership then has a right uh, for that when it comes to ordination to, uh, however a church does it, it could be elders, it could be the pastors, it could be teams, whoever it is who brings forward an individual for a role of pastor within the church, uh, the church would vote on that. Uh, I understand that that happened that that took place there. The church voted for that to happen, and so they spe- they set aside a day an evening um, to have an ordination service and The whole point of the service was for the church to come together to say, We are setting aside these men for the for the pastorate here at this church and there was no specific order that needed to be done. There was, no, there wasn't any like.
1: There's not a ritual no, in the New Testament we can turn to. No, I
3: would say the only
1: depends on who you ask about. That that I true. would say the depends. only thing
3: that people yeah. would go to really is the laying on of hands. Yeah, yeah. because we do see scripturally that that would happen, and um, what what that means, I think, is maybe just I, I take that as like as prayer as as prayer, just. I thought about that because he they had on their list the laying on of hands, and I thought, you know, if there was a non-Christian in here, you might think, they're about to fight. I think <laughs> 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 they're going to lay hands on each other here in a moment. I'm, I can't wait <laughs> to see this. I think the big guy's going to win, yeah. you know, type of thing. Um, but it does sound odd, but I, I just see it as, again, just a, a recognition of – and the way they did it last night is he had – uh the team I think who suggested the three men mm-hmm. I think they were
1: the ones who evaluated them the yes. the all yeah. the whole church if I remember right from Luke, what Lucas told me is the whole church was allowed to to bring candidates forward mm-hmm. and then but there was a specific group of of men who who evaluated yeah. them yeah and that was a pretty lengthy process yeah
3: and so they kind of went up there with the with the three men and their wives were up there um to say we're gonna pray for them now. And thank God for them. And then Jay invited his whole church membership, who was there, to go up there and to surround them. And again, it was just kind of a, it's just kind of a sign of support, I would say, of agreement, and also encouragement to those three men. I'm sure to see the church around them. Um, and they prayed for them, and thank God that he called them. Um, and so that, that's really what ordination is it's it's uh, when a church says you are our pastor now and now you are their you are their pastor whether it's done in a service or an understanding or in a room i guess that could all be discussed more mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but that's my take on it yeah
2: i, I was going to say something similar as far as ordination we don't see that you know obviously that word is not in scripture nor is there a formal But like in Acts 13, for example, when Paul and Barnabas—now, it's a little different. They were being sent off out of Antioch. But I think the laying of the hands is an idea of two things. One, you're a part of us, and so the hands represent, you know, we we are the body of Christ, and we're laying on the hands as we affirm— this is what the Holy Spirit, as it says, you know, the Holy Spirit set them apart. We affirm that. And then the hands also represent the idea of giving. We're giving you over or we're giving you into, if you will, this new endeavor. And so obviously the three guys weren't being sent out of Crosspoint to go and plant churches or do mission, missional work that way. But they were going to be sent into, if you will, the congregation or the, into the flock mm. to minister unto them. And it was recognized and it was the idea of, of, um, of like giving, giving over. We're giving over them, giving them over to ministry. Which I thought Jay did a really good job of saying. You're in combat. <laughs> you know, this is, this is warfare. You know, the, the language of the Bible is you're enlisted, right? And so the ordination idea, I think, is to acknowledge that enlistment, to affirm it, and then to send them into it, if you will. So,
3: yeah, I mean, we see that in Acts six as well when they were choosing the seven to serve. It says these they set before the apostles and yeah. they prayed and laid their hands on them. Mm-hmm. That's what we that's what we've been given there. The laying on of hands happens
0: often in Acts. It even happens at people's baptism mm-hmm. to receive the Holy Spirit, and that definitely seems to be something um, consistently in Acts um, with Acts eight. Whenever um, the Samaritans receive the receive the baptism of Christ, but they don't get the Spirit yet until the apostles come and lay their hands on them. Mm-hmm. So there definitely seems to be in the New Testament as well a um at least post Pentecost um some kind of symbolic well even here it wasn't necessarily strictly symbolic in Acts 8 but um with the laying on of hands they did receive the Holy Spirit but there is a connection there. Now one of the questions would be is cuz and this is where it gets uh we've talked about this before and this has come up in SBC life mm-hmm. over what is ordination. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been differing views in Baptist life over what ordination is. Um, I fall on the perspective that ordination happens. Uh, first of all, the word like you said, is not used in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. and that's really important to point out to people because mm-hmm. um, the, I think the, the, what, the what is necessary for ordination is for a church to issue a call to somebody to be their pastor and that person to accept the call. And that is the ordination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now there can be other ceremonies mm-hmm. or customs like the laying on of hands that take place. It's kind of like the wedding ring. In my opinion, it's like um, you can get married without a wedding ring and there's no sin mm-hmm. in it, yeah. but there's no sin in having a wedding ring. Yeah, And that's the way I view the ceremony. I do think it gets a little tricky though. Whenever we call ordination Something other than a church calling you and you accepting it. Uh, I think whenever we move beyond that definition, it throws ordination into something that I don't think we see in the New Testament. Um, we do see apostolic setting aparts for apostles, but none of us are apostles, right. and there's not going to be any more of exactly. us. There's no, there's none of us are Timothy. Who, I, I am. You know,
2: <laughs> that was really good that's true i like that and, and you think, sure are. thank goodness there's only one of us there's um,
0: but none of us are uh like timothy the evangelist um no you're right you like, know what i mean the, i think that's
1: just helpful to to point out because i think yeah go ahead scott well i was just to say the opposite of what you're saying is maybe where ordination i guess in sbc life uh, though you go to a, a Southern Baptist church, it's probably gonna be done differently at at each one of them yeah. in some ways. But the general view maybe is the same where ordination is not connected to this specific church. Yeah. But it is just generally a credential. Yes. Like a college degree yeah. that you've earned. Right. It's, you have a certificate even. They right. were given certificates last night. Sure. Mm-hmm. But one thing I appreciated that I think uh, I have to think that Jay was very purposeful in this. I can't say if he was or wasn't, mm-hmm. but he seemed very purposeful to say we are ordaining them as pastors of this, this church. Church, yeah. church. very clear. He said yeah. this church mm-hmm. over and over and over again, and I really yeah. appreciated that because I think that shows the significance of these men are pastors. Yeah. We as a church are recognizing them as yeah. our pastors.
0: So, so, so let me and. What we're saying then is the logical consequence of that would be, whenever you are no longer a, uh, whenever, for instance, if you had to move, and one of those guys, you know, whatever had to move to another place and they had to go to another church, Mm -hmm. their ordination is over because they are no longer they're they're no longer a part of that church. You now, if you get called to a new church, you are then ordained by them because but we've attached. Even if we haven't meant to, like you said, there's a credentialing or we've not tried to, but there is a sense of of sacramentalism still sometimes with 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 the idea that you're now a roving pastor and the New Testament does not know of that as a pastor or elder or I th- overseer. I think it
3: would be interesting though cuz like Timothy was in Ephesus, but I bet if Timothy traveled to one of the other locations, they would have recognized him as a pastor, yeah. not a pastor of their church, but would have known you are a pastor but or even I, if he was moving, they would I have said you were a pastor. I do not think Timothy is
0: a pastor in the sense that we think of as pastor. Timothy was an associate of Paul. So he's giving he's given certain authority over I think multiple churches as Paul's representative. I don't think it's, I think that there is, I don't think Timothy equals pastor in the new Testament. If that makes sense. I don't see him as a local church pastor. Timothy works for Paul and with Paul. That's why he's told, to oversee the other churches, I, making sure they're getting elders.
2: He still had pastoral role or duties, though. Insofar as. It, I think th- that might so, create difficulties yeah. for the way you interpret
1: 1st and 2nd Timothy, then, in yeah. terms of what Paul is encouraging him to do. Cause we often read that as, this is what a pastor should do. I, I think there is some, some, I
0: think it does change the way you, you interpret it slightly. But that makes sense, then, right? Because what is Titus told to do? In Titus, he's the same thing as, as Timothy, an associate of the apostle. You go and you ordain elders. You make sure the elders are in every city. So he's he's sent as Paul's representative to Crete, just like Timothy is sent as Paul's representative to Ephesus to enforce the apostolic uh, teaching in Ephesus as Paul's representative. Um, because we know they already had Ephesian elders in Acts chapter twenty. They already had elders and pastors, but Timothy is there serving as Paul's emissary, so to speak, representing him. Um, And so I don't think Timothy—that's why Timothy, for instance, is called the evangelist in historic Christian uh, tradition. He's called Timothy the evangelist because he's not considered a local church pastor, I think, in the sense that we think of as as us right mm-hmm. he has he's a pastor in the sense that Paul was a pastor all the apostles were pastors in that sense in a general shepherding sense yeah Peter called himself as a fellow elder right yeah. but obviously Peter had unique authority mm-hmm. as an apostle so yeah they, they all did shepherding but I think it's I think Timothy is a again even uh, still a unique situation that I'm not Timothy I'm not an associate of, of Paul Um and well, thank goodness him. we have yeah. a Timothy here. We have one here. Mm-hmm. We do have a Timothy here, though.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Are you an associate of Paul? I mean, they're related. Technically, no. Yeah. Technically, no.
3: <laughs> I don't get paid if that means
1: anything. I don't have a check from Paul. <laughs> from Paul. <I> <laughs> yeah, that. yeah. he probably like wouldn't that. have had much to pay. Yeah. yeah, I
2: was going to say yeah. Timothy probably didn't get a check either. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. You're Italian, and, and Timothy wasn't that. Yeah, either. he was
2: no. from Turkey.
0: Is Asian,
2: right? Yeah. I mean... Asia.
0: That's Asia. Half Jew, half Paul uh, was Roman. Yeah. Half
2: Greek. Paul was Roman. Mm-hmm. From Turkey. Paul was Jewish. I, I mean, mean Roman Timothy was, so he was... Yeah, Ro- yeah he, he was like, born into a Roman family. Timothy he, he
3: became uh, Italian. Jew, yes. He, Ethnically yeah. Italian. He, was, he started off as... Yeah, you're right.
2: It is Asia Minor, technically, was that area. So, yeah. He
3: probably
0: liked a good shawarma, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Who he doesn't? doesn't. Who you does, know, isn't?
3: ordination matters legally, too. We didn't talk about that. Yeah, yeah it by does. the laws yeah. of our country and our state. It's true. Ordination matters. Um, but again, each church defines ordination differently. So, yeah. so
0: for instance, if they decided and said, like, for instance, a church can decide everybody we vote in as a pastor is ordained as our pastor. That's our pastor that counts as ordination yeah. or, you know I mean? Each, each religious body counts. Yeah. So, I mean, but you there do. is
3: something to be said. And I think you would agree with this is if, uh, I think there, there, there has to be something to be said about, I feel a called I felt called to be a pastor, but I, I wasn't at the time, but I did feel called. And so then there was a recognition that I felt that calling. And then there was people, my church who said, we agree with this calling, when we i think we would all say that that's important that that's a scriptural mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and so then when i was looking for a job to be a pastor i had the backing of my church who would say yes he is he is someone we think mm-hmm. who is called to the ministry that we would say that that's a a good thing i think yeah. all mm-hmm. of us to have that and then on top of that one day if i retire if i ever if i ever do um if i'm not employed at a church, I still would say that I was a pastor and still kind of feel like, but even though I know technically I'm not a pastor cause I'm not sure I don't have authority and in, in the church at, at all. I know people throw titles. It's, it's kind of like and this. So,
0: I think, I think a similar example, a much different, but would be like being president, right? They still call George Bush, Mr. President, right? Because he was president in the he's past still
3: honored and recognized as, as a that, president, to, yeah, but he yeah. is
0: not in the office He's no right. longer right. under the sworn right. oath of being a president. Anymore. And so I think
3: I think even legally, if I remember uh, my father in law telling me, like when he retired, he could still take the uh, uh, home thing, pastoral thing, yeah, yeah. because sure. he retired as a even though he wasn't at sure. a church, there's sure. still legally yeah. you could you could do right. That. And
0: so th- we're talking about differences between the civil realm, yeah, that way, church stuff, but For then, sure. But and then we're talking, but
3: I I do think though that we like would recognize that even within the church, you know, of having people who were pastors, maybe they're not serving here as a pastor, but they were, and there's still a respect, there's still a... Of course, yeah. Because just because they're not a pastor doesn't mean they don't know how to interpret Scripture anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to teach anymore. Or preach, Mm -hmm. even. And so we would recognize... But again, I think that would come from the church, right? The church would... Want to okay them to preach or to teach? Yeah, at least that's how yeah. we would do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think yeah. you're. Right. I think there's
1: definitely yeah. a benefit for there being some kind of mechanism for a church to recognize that a person is. Yeah, we we would recommend this this person be a pastor of your church. Yeah, right. We we yeah. especially in the current like normal system that you have in most churches, mm-hmm. most Baptist churches, anyways, of like you've you've we've not raised you up from within. Right. So we need to look to someone else who has, sure. what do they say about you? I yeah. think that's what you're talking about, Tim. Now, whether we call that ordination or something else mm-hmm. is a different point, but I, I see the value in what you're saying for I sure. I just
3: – I don't um, – because the way Spencer's talking about it, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. But what isn't common for us here would be like being ordained again, 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 and again when, when pastors sadly – I'm not a big fan of this, but when pastors bounce around, sure. You know, you don't say, "Okay, he's got to be ordained again." He's got ordained again. Usually because, because in our context what they say is, "Well, he was ordained we're, right. because
0: we're thinking of
3: ordination as something
0: beyond the congregation calling you and you accepting. <gasps> we're thinking of ordination as, right. as as that's the thing I think is important though is we're we're calling ordination apples and oranges. There's they're, they're, we're calling them different things where Right in our church, in some churches, right, you could be a pastor of a church but not be ordained, which I don't know that the New Testament no like right because right. you haven't gone through a ceremony, which I don't think the New Testament makes that dichotomy. Um, if you're a pastor of a church, in God's eyes, you have been set apart by that church, um, and um, you know to to be that pastor, that is the election is the ordination, <clears throat> um, and so. Yeah. Now, if you add a ceremony on top of that, that's fine. That's perfectly well and good and can be edifying. But it's just important to highlight what it is and is not. It's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how we would do this. But if we had, like, for instance, when we vote on new members, for instance, Mm -hmm. technically, they become a member of our church the minute in the business meeting we vote them in. Now, what if we were to have a ceremony where we had a front up front where we said, we want to welcome them in and bring them up front and That'd just like nice. shake, shake their hands. That'd be really good. Now, we wouldn't say, we wouldn't say all of a sudden now, you're now a member. We'd say, no, you became a member when you were voted in, but this is just a, like a nice induction ceremony. Mm-hmm. Sure. But but you were actually, you're already a member. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I think we should view
1: ordination services. Yeah. In a lot of ways, the way that your church practices ordination is a matter of prudence. It's yeah. not, it's not an ordinance. Again, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like in, or, like yeah. in terms of baptism yeah. or the Lord's Supper. Sure, like it's not an ordinance that we've been given in terms of like here is a mode. Yeah, here is correct what you need to say in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit when you correct. baptize somebody. That's an explicit command, right? That we've been given. We don't have an explicit command. Sure. Uh, for ordination services correct so it's a matter of prudence i mm-hmm. think it is valuable to make it a big deal yeah which cross I agree. point did very well yeah they right? did right they made it a big deal and made it important in the life of their church um and uh yeah i guess that's what i would say
0: yeah it. i thought the streamers were really good um and uh, i mean when jay came out of that cake i couldn't believe it oh but goodness. that was it just really made the whole thing really come together <laughs> um I thought the people impersonating the Blue Man Group were a little little off rhythm, but other than that, it, it was a great evening. Gosh. Great evening to celebrate.
1: People are now wondering, is there a recording of
0: this? <laughs> Can I go back and watch that? So. Tim wasn't even listening.
3: Yeah, I did. Jay out of a cake, Blue Man Group, streamer.
1: <laughs> okay, doesn't care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there anything uh, that you guys would just want to point out from the service that you thought was just particularly meaningful, good, encouraging
2: that you saw? It's wide open. I like the response time, like the from the church. You know, we, we were as an NBC folks, we were kind of observant. You know, just kind of in the background, which was um, which was neat to see. But I liked how they had a, a time of like almost like a um, like in a, a like in a ceremonial type of way, like you referred to, like the wedding ring, kind of that mm-hmm. idea, symbolic. Um, but it was like, okay, here's, here's, um, here's what we're going to do. You know, we're going to pray for you. We're going to, you know, uh, encourage you and, and, uh, and the response from the men. I thought that was really neat. Cause it was kind of this, this kind of a sense of like, we're all in, you know, it yeah. was a, it was a, it was a kind of a, um, just a, a neat kind of, Give and take. I don't know if that's right terminology, but it was like the sense of like we're committed to you, you're committed to us. I thought that was really nice. Mm-hmm.
1: I enjoyed that as well. Um, I told Alicia on the way home. I mean, there was definitely moments where you know the the three men were front and center, but I told Alicia on the way home that that felt like it was a lot more about Cross Point Church than just three men. Mm-hmm. Like they, that, that seemed to be what was at the center of that celebration, uh, of, of, well, of that ordination service was, Mm -hmm. this is about our church. Yeah. This isn't just about these three guys. We're not here to celebrate them. We're here to celebrate what God is doing in our church, that God has provided to us the gift of these men to lead us. And, uh, I really appreciated that. I took
0: away the fact that they started at five. (laughs) That was something that was really interesting. Um
1: yeah something to consider there you go something to consider yeah but that's that's all i got i don't have anything else it was a good time they it did was. a really good job and i think they're
0: the nice thing too about that church the feel last night was everybody felt there just felt like a, a a wonderful spirit of unity mm-hmm. like it was everybody was all on the same page yeah and um uh, and that's great that's really the way you need to do it yeah um if especially because i do know that um this some of these concepts are new and different and uh and therefore people can be have mixed feelings about that and so to to have a to get to the place where the church as a whole was able to celebrate that that was a good thing um and that's something we should take away um i think as pastors but as a whole church Mm. um we want to cultivate that sure the best we can
1: absolutely no i would i would agree with that and i'm very thankful for cross point church that we have them as a sister church in our association that we've partnered with closely, and having a church around that I can fully endorse people to go to and would encourage them to go to as well. Yeah. So, but that's uh, that's all I got. I don't want to really have anything else to do. Our our fearless, fearless evangelist leader, Timothy, has abandoned us. You don't know that, but he, I'll let you know he has. So that lets us know that he's done with the conversation. So we better go ahead and shut it down. Mr. Holly Jolly himself. Yeah, we can't carry this on with only junior pastors. In the no, room, so. we, don't, we don't know how to function.
2: No, we can't.
0: <laughs> okay, thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.